moment. moment. It's your man, Stefan G, and you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promise Life Network. Moment of Clarity, and I am so excited about today's topic. Me too. It was, listen, today's topic is like, it's like kismet. It's like yin and yang. It's like fate, destiny, (laughs) dynasty. It's like all of those things. Wrapped up in one big burrito. All of that in a burrito. All of that in a burrito. <laughs> it's a tasty burrito there. I, <laughs> right? Because ironically, you were kind of talking about this, and then Mike brought it up as a topic, and I've been talking about it with Carissa for the past week or so. Oh, have you God. really? I had the oh, conversation. You didn't mention that before. I had the conversation about this with Maya just a few days before. Oh. This has been a topic that I love to get into because I dwelled there for so long and yes I dragged out the word dwelled (laughs) and so today boys and girls (laughs) I'd like to take you to a magical mystical land where all things work out exactly as you plan for them to work unicorns exist here in this beautiful wonderful place everything you've ever thought that you were going to achieve in life has magically come to fruition right (laughs) when you said it was going to just like that. You graduated college two years early. You got that job earning $75,000 a year. Mm-hmm. By the age of 25, you were married by 27, mm-hmm. had your first child by 30, mm-hmm. was looking to travel the world by 33. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you now you own two homes and a rental. Listen, two and homes, a rental. a rental property, two cars, your investment funds are popping. Yes, and all your kids are in sports and they're doing great varsity. They're fantastic. Oh they play gosh. the piano and the violin. Little Bobby's <laughs> going to college. Oh, she's boating. Have I told you <laughs> that Julie's boating this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> this is the magical, wonderful land of should have. <sighs> and today on Moment of Clarity, we are going to talk about the land of should have. I sometimes visit the land of should have. Do you? On my personal time, yeah. <laughs> She's doing great there, guys. She is prospering. She Her really? eyebrows are always popping. Uh, <laughs> things are magnificent. She yes. fits into all the jeans perfectly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what is with women in their eyebrows? Dude, it's I have no important. idea. I know. It's I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry. Totally different My wife subject. does eyebrows for a living. Women will call her and set appointments weeks in advance to make sure something is done to their eyebrows. It is but. important. It makes your face. Yeah. Okay. That make it my right But anyway, if you've listened to the show for any extensive period of time, you've heard me briefly uh, talk about this mythical place called Should Have. <laughs> and today we've decided to take it kind of full on and really go there. We're going to the land of Should Have. So we might talk about the Bible a little bit today. We might not. Um, Pastor Mike's here, so most likely he'll say something <laughs> real spiritual that we'll all go, wow. Really? I don't know. Tina was the one quoting that. Proverbs all morning. <laughs> Incorrectly. Yeah, all but... misquoting. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, it was in there. just wasn't in there the same exact way that it was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to talk about the land of should have. And basically the concept on the land of should have is 
Um, well, let me set this up a little bit better. So in our lives, we often uh, have an idea of what we want to do, you know? And I have an idea of what I want to do in my life. You have an idea of what you want to do in your life, Mike, Tina. Everybody has this idea of what they'd like to do, be, achieve, mm-hmm. see, places they want to go, so on and so forth, right? Amen. Yep. And then what we often do is we can take it a couple of different directions. We can set an expectation for ourselves. Unrealistic and all. Well, sometimes realistic, but sometimes unrealistic. <laughs> we, they can't see you pointing at yourself, but that's okay. Um <laughs> We can set an expectation for ourselves. And then on the other side, we can set goals for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes we can just allow those thoughts to linger and not actually set anything at all. That's also an option. Um, We can talk a lot about them, but not put any action behind them. Um, But in in the end, somehow we end up with a mythical land called should have, right? And this mythical land called should have is where we place all of the things that we think we should have been doing by now in our lives. So I can't even really say if should have is a place or is it a time? Is it a place or a time period? Get real back to future on you right now. I would say it's a little bit of both yeah. because when I look back, I can see where I messed up and now where I should have been looking forward. Okay. I think of it as a time period as well, as a place. You know what I'm saying? Because there is the mythical land called should have, where all of the things that I expected that I was going to become in life sit and rot. <laughs> That's yeah, what they right. do. Like, <laughs> I was supposed to have this house at 23. Now I am such and such age. And, I, <laughs> and it's not here. Like, this don't add up. Like, where, where did we go wrong? And, you know, I sit back and I sometimes just envision if I was in that land... So, Mike, let me ask you, why do you think people end up with things in the land of should have? Because you're the one that brought it up because you were talking Mm -hmm. about, um, you were actually talking about trusting God. And you were talking about being able to trust him and and being patient for certain things. Um, But, yeah, why do you think people end up in the land of should have? Well, there's a couple different reasons. Well, they're kind of related, actually. It's mostly because we compare ourselves to other people. I think that's got a lot to do with it. I think we see X, Y, or Z, mm-hmm. right? And it starts out with a pure motive. We're like, oh, that's nice. I'd like to do that one day too, yep. right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with seeing somebody do something or accomplish something or go somewhere or have something and saying, oh, wow, that's really cool. I'd like to do that one day too. But then somehow we twist and turn and, and churn and and created into this thing into this expectation that we must accomplish this thing yeah and sometimes it starts with you know it'll start with where your parents were at a certain age yes then Mm -hmm. maybe siblings where they are now and friends where they are where they were at a certain age if they're older than you yeah and when you're not there it makes you seem like a failure and not only that it can come from what you see somebody have but it can also come from what you see somebody not have because I know people who grew up with very little who have determined I'm going to have much oh. and I'm going to have much by this time and this age and mm-hmm. this particular place in my life as well. A lot of it too, for me personally, is just what I see on social media. So if I see someone going on a vacation, I'm like, you know what? I work hard enough to do a vacation too. <laughs> <laughs> we all going on vacations 2018. Like, And you know, the interesting part of it is it also has... Um, 
I think it has something to do with how we see our own abilities as well as what we think we deserve. Because, you know, people like to throw that deserve word around Mm -hmm. a lot. You know, I deserve a vacation. Why? Why do you deserve a vacation? What have you done to deserve a vacation? Uh, 40 hours. Besides pay for it. (laughs) Once you pay for it, then you deserve the vacation. Yeah, that's true. Ah, that's good. I'm always, like, thinking to myself, like, every three months, everyone should be taking a vacation. But that's (laughs) Really? Yeah, like, you need a break. Let's go work with her. Yeah. (laughs) We need to go work with Tina. Fix it, Jesus. Because apparently, that's where they give out the the vacations quarterly. Yeah, it's it's definitely unrealistic. Is it a week vacation every three months? How long are we going for? Like maybe a weekend. You a know, weekend? you just need to take a time to kind of debunk. We're in should have right oh, now. Oh, yeah, my should have land. We, see how quickly it was to get in that, <laughs> in that land? Just go there so easily, and then I come back and be like, you know, you deserve this. <laughs> you deserve this. You need this, girl. Well, what's interesting is when she first mentioned that, Tina, when you first mentioned that, you said, I work hard, so I deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of the implication when you said that. Yeah. We assume we're working just as hard as that other person who's getting it. So it's like, how come they have it and I don't? Yeah. yeah. But again, social media only shows the highlights of of others' life. They don't really show everything that's well, really going on. Well, of course, you never see the repo man on Facebook or on Instagram or on Snapchat. I'm not gonna kid you guys. I was gonna create a little <laughs> funny episode. I wish I did. Of having things that happen in real life, like repossessions <laughs> and lights turn off. Like, yeah. what's going on, Instagram? We ain't got no lights today, but we good. <laughs> Check out this candle filter. <laughs> <laughs> the candle filter. But yeah, so I and and it's interesting because the land of shit had of is so plentiful. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on there. There's so many things there. But we we a lot of people don't realize that that's what they're that is what's driving them in life. And I think part of the problem happens is when we allow the land of should have to be the motivating force, the motivating force behind what we do in our lives. Because one thing I've been trying to identify in myself over recent years is what is motivating me in this space. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to find out if I'm doing something, you know, if I'm trying to achieve a certain number of listeners in Moment of Clarity. Why do I want to achieve that? Do I want to achieve it because I want to feel good about myself? Do I want to achieve it because I think there's so much fantastic content in Moment of Clarity that I want people to have it? Do I want to achieve it because I think it makes me look good to other people? Like, what is the thing that's motivating me behind wanting to achieve this thing? And I think a lot of us don't realize that when it comes to the land of should have, often the land of should have is a can be a real major driving force behind a lot of the things we do in our lives. For instance, if I feel like I should have been married by now, right? Mm. Then I'm going to, are you raising your hand? Hello, was that? Let the Lord, <laughs> I was going to say, was that a, a I'm one raising up the that. hand? Or was that, that a Lord, the Holy Spirit is in mm. the house? Okay. Yes, Lord. She is the age of will not be said, or what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> And so, yeah, if I feel like I should have been married by this age, then I'm going to find myself participating in a lot more things that I believe are going to lead to me accomplishing that thing I think I should have done by now. And also, and I want to just say, like, being in the land or should have, we try to force ourselves to get to that place because we feel like that's where happiness is. Like, that's where our happiness is. When I can reach here, if I have all these bill paid, or if I could just make an extra 3000 like I see myself doing or where I'm supposed to be, or I need a job that gives me more money, then I will achieve happiness because I have what I need. And really and truly, that's not realistic. You're right. That's not realistic. Because most of us don't take the time to really 
define what makes us happy. We just chase after stuff. Like I think a dog I'm, chasing cars. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What's the dog gonna do when it catches the car? Yeah. Exactly. It's it's a don't chase know what to do. though. You, don't, you just don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Is the car it's gonna stop shit. or not? <laughs> <laughs> but I think. If we want to really look at this, and so we're looking at what motivates us in these places, and we find out that sometimes it's the land of should have that's motivating us to do certain things. If I believe I should have had my own business by now, or I should have uh, gotten married by now, or I, and, and sometimes we won't say should have, we'll say I wanted to be here in life by now, you know, but what's driving us on our job is because we think we should have had a paycheck that looks like this by now. Or what's driving us in our relationship is we think we should have been at this place in our relationship by now. And so a lot of times we don't recognize that's what's driving us and it can really, 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 really be detrimental to us. Like think about it for instance, Tina, what's one area in your life where you're living in the world of should have? I would say as my career, I really feel like I should be in a certain place, like I should be an entrepreneur right now. With all the ideas and things that I come up with and all the things that I'm seeking after, it should be a successful business right now. But, you know, I'm not holding reality up to that. And so why do you think it should be that? Because my ideas are great. Like, <laughs> what if they're not? I'm like, in my mind, what I'm like, oh, not? this is fantastic. What if your ideas suck? And that's what it is. I, I don't hold it up to reality. <laughs> and then also, you got to think, you know, what my problem is, is the work that it takes for an idea to come to fruition. Even though I think I should be here in my business and I'm here, you know, is it because of the lack of work I'm not putting in? But a lot of times it is. No, that's exactly a lot of times that <laughs> a lot of times with all of us, the reason we're not where we think we should be is because we have not put down the sweat equity in order to get to that place. But we'll see it online and we'll be like, oh, that looks we praise the the fame that comes within the rewards that come with from success, but we're not willing to put I am certainly I feel like I don't have the time to put in to make that happen. So even though I desire to be somewhere and I'm right here, I'm still like, I think it makes me more harder on myself because I'm always constantly trying to achieve this point that's not really, I'm not really setting the realistic expectations to get there. Why do we do that, Mike? Why do we? Because, I don't know, with me, it's like hard to confront failure. You know what I mean? Like if you were saying maybe it's our fault that we haven't got there. So we have to go backwards and say where we messed up. And sometimes we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. And we don't want to, we don't want to, not only do we not want to look at where we messed up, we certainly don't want to admit that we have messed up. Or accept the areas that we messed up in. Like that wasn't my fault. Or accept the areas that were not as good as we thought we were in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like really living with the fact that I'm not so good at this thing or I messed up in this place and we don't want to admit that to ourselves because now that's that's us inflicting pain on ourselves. Because admitting that you messed up in something kind of hurts. You can't live in should have when you messed up because we don't mess up in the land of should have. No, in the land of should have, everything works. There is no error. <laughs> right. <laughs> everything works out exactly how it's supposed to in the land of should have. I did what? No, I didn't. See, the problem with me in my life is it's not even like, you know, did I fail at the, this and this and this and that's why I'm here now. Or should I have not even tried this, this, and this? And should I have went a completely different route all those years ago? And then mm. I would be at a better place now. So what you're saying is it's not oh, always, it, it's a, it can be a combination of places that we failed as well as doubt in our ability and, and whether we've made the right decisions or not. Exactly. Yeah, like, you know, how you have that path of, can I go this way or I go that way? And right. then you go the other path and you realize, well, that other path's taking a little bit longer. 
And maybe if I went this path, I would have I would have got there in a shorter time. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And a lot of times that goes back to what your goals are. If your goals are merely to make money, have the house, um, take the vacations, then there are many different ways to have that goal. But if your goals are not focused on money or have the house or the vacations, then maybe you're not at a bad place at all. You, it depends where you, what your goals are. I agree. But I believe there's one aspect that we're missing. So I believe that it, I believe that it does focus on us admitting to our failures. I believe that it does focus on expectations that we put on ourselves. I believe that it does focus on um, the doubt that we have in what we're really good at and what we can accomplish or making the right decisions. I believe all of those pieces encompass the land of should have. But there is one major, major aspect that contributes to should have existing. That we're not talking about yet. We'll talk about it when we come back from the break. Oh, come on. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. We'll be back in just a second. So I won't compromise for a purple heart. 36 years young, like a red bar. Refusing to pass prime on my next start. QB for a team called Jesus. Same game, different side, yeah, we set apart. Uh, go hard in the game now. My white robe accumulate less things now. Less of me, more him, that's the aim now. Live loud for him, never let the name down. an episode of Moment of Clarity? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, or tune in. Moment of Clarity, it's your man Stefan G. We're talking about the beautiful, wonderful, magnificent, magical land of should have on today's episode. And so yeah, there's there's I think there's one major aspect of the land of should have that we have to take into consideration. What is it, Stefan? <laughs> I know you teased us. Don't, don't hold back any You've been sitting like, on the edge of your seat, waiting like your typical radio producer <laughs> self over there. But I think that I think that place is we have to, and we touched on it briefly. But I think that place is we have to live outside of there. There's two lands. There's two two right? themes in this amusement park. Right. Park there's called two life. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's two themes in this amusement park called life. <laughs> And one is called actual self and one is called <laughs> ideal self. Oof. And ideal self is also where the land of should have exists, right? Mm -hmm. But so many of us don't take the time to really pay attention to our actual selves. Mm -hmm. We live based on what we think we can do, want to do, should be able to do, and will do, but not based on what we are doing right now. But wouldn't that motivate us to get there? Because I know I can be better. I know I can do better. You know, isn't there like a fine line then to being in that moment? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because you first have to focus on where you are before you can ever get to where you're going. And if all we ever do is focus on where we're going, because we want to ignore where we are because where we are hurts us. It overwhelms me sometimes. It bothers us. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you, I remember telling somebody the other day, you can have $10,000 in a bank and have a $15,000 problem. So it doesn't matter what level of stratus or status you are at. There's always or there can always be a place where you are living in ideal self and not actual self. And so we have to always pay attention to the difference between our actual selves and our ideal selves. Our ideal selves, right, have us on the radio once a week, mm. have us posting our trips, right, 
have us talking about our business that we run, although we don't have any clients yet. Yeah. And nothing's <laughs> going on at all. And we haven't made any money from it yet. Not even incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> it has us talking about, like you were saying earlier, Tina, our ideas and our desires and our dreams, but not paying any attention to where we actually are. And it's in paying attention to where we actually are that we put in the work to get to the place that we want to be. But if we're only focused on where we want to be, a lot of times we'll never put in the work to get there because we're not focused on where we are. And I think that's where the uncertainty may come in too as well because, you know, if you say, hey, I know I'm here right now, but I don't know if getting to this point is really going to bring me happiness or if this is a place where I really want to be. Like, how do we measure that then? How do we know and are confident of, okay, well, my ideal self posts pictures of traveling, but my realistic self says we can't do this every single month. You know, like, but if I say, okay, I'm not going to do it, I'm just going to save up or work. <laughs> what? I was onto something, but it Go just went... it, it died on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. I was trying to bring up the um, statement that um. I thought you were making good points. Really? I think you, you were too. Stopped. Keep talking. Oh, all right. What was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about traveling. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm just gonna say me for example. You're awesome. So, <laughs> for me for example, I love to travel. If I could travel every single month, I would travel. Like if it, if I could do it, but realistically, I am not there. But even though I'll sit there, like I have a voucher right now to travel, right? So I'll go online and be like, "Ooh, I'm going to San Francisco. Ooh, and I got a place to stay. So we just gonna make this work. Because if I only bring this amount of money, I can still enjoy myself. Because I don't really need much. And then guys like, you know, you can't miss that much days of work. Stop playing. You can't go to San Francisco. San Francisco's not gonna work out for you. But in my mind, it's like, why can't I go? I I can already book the flight. I found a really good deal. But it's not me being realistic with myself. Right. And that's the same thing with ideal and realism. Yeah, it's not you paying attention to where you actually are in life. And then it goes back to what is motivating you to have to take this trip that you can't afford to take? Why? What about this trip validates you? I guess this experience, I don't feel as if I, you know what, honestly, I feel a lot of times, and this is why I am no longer, I'm not on social media, because I feel like I have to, I have to show that I'm living life too. Like at one point in my now I'm now I'm at the point where it's just like you know what I'm not losing anything by working and not going anywhere. But at one point it made me feel like you know what, what makes, what what's the difference between me and them? Why can't I live my life to the best of my abilities? Why can't I do things to make myself happy? Because there's people all the time trying to doing the things to make themselves happy. Real quick, you said two different things though. You first said why can't I live my life to the best of my abilities, and then you said why can't I make myself happy. What if living your life to the what if the best of your ability is barely paying your bills every single month? Wait, no. Uh, cuz my abilities is <laughs> taking this trip to San Francisco but and what if to Kevin Durant. But why why are you no, you know what? <laughs> but why are we so and I believe and I think this is part of the problem with actual self and ideal self is we pump ourselves up to, to we, make ourselves feel good about who we are. And we pump ourselves up into something we actually are not. The best of your ability might actually be paying my bills every single month with $25 left over for gas. That is the wow. best of my ability. And then... That's a hard place. It is a hard place. But if you recognize, if you take the time... I'm going to bring my voice down a little bit. He was yelling at me. <laughs> I didn't like that. <laughs> if you take the time to actually recognize that that is your current best... The current best that I can do is pay my bills and have $25 left over for gas. Now you can strategize on how to become better. 
If this is my current best, what can I now learn, acquire, develop, grow in that will help me to do better than what I'm doing right now? But then that goes back to the time. Like, do I actually have the time to put in? And what's going to happen down? What if I What if I say, okay, you know what? What do you mean do you have the time to turn? Are you going to die? To learn it. Well, you just, that, that's something I actually. I mean, one day, yes. Yeah, one day, yeah. We don't know so there when. is limited time. Yeah, there is. I feel like I'm always working on a time crunch. And it's always like, okay, if I develop this. Girl, thing, yes. The clock in should have spins very fast. Yes. And I ain't got time. Like, <laughs> I'm going to need a way to make this money a little bit faster. Not, I'm going to do but you know what? for the record. What you're saying reminds me of why I had this conversation with Maya. So I was talking to Maya, and Maya and I were talking about, um, I was telling her, I was basically teaching her the principles of work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's three ways that you can work and earn money. I was like, one is you can trade your energy and your effort. So hard work, manual labor, that kind of thing. I said, number two is you can trade your time. I said, number three is you can trade your knowledge. And I was teaching her that the goal is to develop to a place where you can trade your knowledge and not necessarily have to trade your time and your energy and your effort. What does that look like? Trading your knowledge, teaching people to do things, um, people interested in your intellect, your wisdom, uh, whatever. Experience. Yeah, your experience, whatever skills that you know, they want you to tell them how to do that. Like teaching. You're like a consultant. Like a consultant, yeah. Yeah. Um, That is the dream. It is because it's the it's the it's the one that takes the least amount of effort and time most of the time, um, and so I was teaching her that we want to develop to a place where we can use our knowledge to earn money, and inside that she was like, "Well, I don't know how to do anything right now. Like, I know how to do some things, but not well enough that somebody's going to pay me." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, so what do we want to learn?" She was like, "Well, that's going to take like seven years. That's going to take forever. I don't I have time for that." And I said to her, I said, that's not true. You can, if you focus and spend your time on it, you can learn a valuable skill in one year. And in one year, you could be offering that skill, that piece of knowledge to other people who will be willing to pay you for it. But we live in a microwave generation where that one year is going to take a little bit too long. One year Mm -hmm. is too long. Yeah, there's no guarantee I'm going to be alive by the end of the year. There's no guarantee you're going to be alive tomorrow. Exactly. So you got to go on the trip today. I got to travel. I got to live it up. YOLO. (laughs) YOLO is the name. What What if the reason you die is because you took the trip? Oh, that's a whole nother show. (laughs) You see how he just went there? He doesn't want me to be great. Nice. (laughs) Doesn't want me to be great. Well, my children will be okay. I got that bomb life insurance. (laughs) But yeah, so I think one of the biggest reasons we live in the land of should have, or we live in the time period of should have, is because we're not living in our actual self. And we're not happy in the life that we're living. We're not happy in the life that we live. And instead of just being real with ourselves and accepting where we are. Well, and that that was one thing I was going to say, too. Maybe, you know, you were saying maybe we pump ourselves up too much. And I think the opposite of that sometimes is we are down on ourselves too much as well. That's mm. very true. Maybe where we are is not as bad as we're making it out to be. Yes, you're uh. absolutely right. Because I look at, listen, I remember having this conversation. I have lived in the world of I don't have enough money. There's always more month than there is money. I've lived in that world for many years, right? How did you get out? Tell us your secret. I took the time to assess where I actually was. Oh, you went on a budget. All right, let him finish. But anyway, (laughs) I lived in the land where there was never enough money. And then when I got to the place where I had enough, but not a lot, like I had enough money to pay all my bills and go see a movie, I was excited because I can finally go see a movie. 
I was finally at a place where I could go see a movie. But too many of us, instead of being excited about the development and the graduation to that place, we now treat that place like it's nothing and just want to get to the next place. Are we talking about you again? I just, well, you, you know, we could be talking about anybody right now. I just, I just and, agree with that statement. And the reason why a lot of times is because we're comparing ourselves others. to others. Yeah. yeah. Either on social media or in our lives. Social yeah. We're like, yeah, way. I've, I've grown this much, but look at them. They're yeah. rich as hell. And we don't even <laughs> say it out loud though. It, it's so subconscious. Yeah. It's something mm-hmm. that it's an inner dialogue yeah. that goes on. It's like when I see you have, I now want to have. Which, in its purest form, is a good thing. But the bombardment of it helps us to kind of twist it. I think it's more, not even just seeing, it's just that, well, I wanted to be there. Why am I not there yet? Right. Versus just saying, oh, I see this person has that. Oh, let me strive for that. Or no, like, wait a minute. They got that? Well, and I'm not ready to say it's social media's fault. I'll say social media plays a very big part in it. Because you can say life was a lot simpler before you knew what everybody else did every day of their lives. But there were still people you did know. Yeah, and yeah. But there was only like five of them, not yeah. Very 70 of them, you know? <laughs> you can't really go off of people you don't know, though, just for the record, guys. But you know everybody on your Facebook friends list. At least you claim you do inside your head. Nah. Yeah, like, I know so-and-so. If somebody asks you, do you know Cliff? I know Cliff. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're my Instagram friend. Hello. <laughs> I definitely vicariously just went to his daughter's birthday party. It was great. <laughs> it's true, though. You start asking yeah. questions about people's children. I have people ask me about Maya all the time. They ain't never met Maya. It's the relationship, though. Once I feel like once you open your life in social media, people feel a part of it. They do. Yeah, and it, I mean, social media has so much good and bad to it, but at sometimes I think we need to take a step back from it and be like, hey, this is where I am. Even though I may see this, I'm okay with here. That's the that's the key part is finding the space of being okay with where you are, or I would even be okay with finding the space to be divinely dissatisfied with where you are. So you recognize where you divinely. are. Divinely, yes, divinely dissatisfied. That means the dissatisfaction is not from an inf- impure place; it's from a desire to actually become better. Oh, okay. It's not a disgust with you or who you are or where you are, but it's a okay. I recognize where I am, and I desire to be better. So I'm going to take the actions and the steps necessary to get to that place where I want to be. But I think the biggest issue is a lot of us don't do the work. We don't do the work. How many people run a business and have had three clients a year because they won't take the time to do the work? Because they won't take the time to not watch Power and not watch Scandal and not watch Big Brother and not watch whatever other TV show they watch in Blackish or Handmaid's Tale or... You know, honestly, Walking Dead or whatever it is they're watching. Even if we take shows out of it, because I had a business before and I wasn't watching TV. I, I wasn't even listening to the radio. It was just more of the motivation wasn't there. Yeah. That that encouragement to say really go after it, and it made me stop and say, Do, is this even what I really want? Right. I, what am I chasing for? Am, why I, am do- I doing? And this? that's and that's the key and that's the key part of it right there is why am I doing this? Is this what I want, or am I doing this because I think this is what I'm supposed to do? It's the easiest way to get to where I want to be. Right, okay, so I want to make, let's say I want to make $130,000 a year, and I'm only making $40,000 a year, and I don't see any growth in my current career path, so I say, well, I'm going to start a business because that's how you make more money. Yeah, that's what the additional But you don't know how to run a business, and you don't really have anything to offer anybody with your business, so you decide you're going to be a life coach. (laughs) That's what happens. You know that's what happens. It's way to go. (laughs) 
You know that's how it goes down. I'm gonna tell you how you live your life because I took this Are class they, for three weeks. I just have to. I just have to ask: Is this a real thing? This life coach thing? Oh my god, yes. I mean, I've seen like on TV or something. I know. I know quite a few life coaches. <sighs> How does a fine life coach? You know, I I miss the days when your pastor was your life coach, but man, your pastor's a crook. (laughs) Pastor can't be no life coach. Same on you. No, he's not. Did you see? Did you see the church bathrooms? Who he gonna coach? He ain't all that savior. I really believe. I really believe that's what it is. That we and so all of these pieces that we've identified are pieces that we have to put in place. You know, we have to check and see what our motivation is and what's driving us to this level of success that we want to be in. We have to identify where we actually are in life versus where we think we should be. Hold on, I got to write this down. <laughs> listen, listen to, this, listen to the show. That's what you can do. You listen to the show. How Just about pause that? right now and rewind. <laughs> and, and we have to really identify the difference between our actual self and our ideal self. And where are we in life right now? And then is this where we want to be? Are we satisfied with this place that we actually are in life? And what caused us to be in this place in life? Is it because of external factors that we had no control over? Is it because of our own laziness? Is it because of our lack of uh, knowledge and wisdom and intelligence? Is it because we just didn't graduate from college so we don't have the credentials to do the thing that we want to do to make the money that we want to make to have the life that we want to have? Mm. And on top of all of that, what has God called you to do? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that in there for no reason. No, but that's actually a really good point. And are we going to sit and wait for God to tell us versus being like, ooh, I'm sitting down. Ooh, Something see, just popped in my head. I'm going to go do it. Uh, now you're talking a whole different well, way. Sorry, guys. Here's the thing, though. When you're asking what does God want you to do, what if God doesn't want you to be the rich guy with the house, exactly. married, two kids, taking trips every three months. I've had to ask myself that question numerous times. Me too. As I've developed in my life and gotten to where I am now, there have been numerous times where I've asked myself, what if this, wherever I am right now, what if this is all God wants for me? What if what God wants for me is to be in this place where I can pay my bills and have $15, $25 to go to the movies every week or every other week whenever for I get paid? the rest of your life? And that's it. Well, the crown Man. of the wise is their uh, wealth. You know what? Here Proverbs you go. Proverbs 14, 24. <laughs> Here she go with that I don't receive it. I don't receive that idea. God, uh, God right. wants now to so, get a pull out some an abundant Jesus. life. So what, is, what does wealth mean in that scripture? I mean, wealth can mean. No, not what can it mean. Not what can it mean. What's that scripture? Proverbs what? Proverbs 14, 24. You see how soft spoken she is all of a sudden? A minute ago, she was Proverbs 14, 24. Now it's Proverbs. Because I was trying to look for it. And I'm not sure that's the right. The yeah, crown of the wise reverse. is their wealth, but the folly of fools, but the folly of fools bring folly. But he's gonna bring the King James version because yeah, he feels like that's the truth. Go ahead. Yes, we ain't real. The crown of the wise is their riches, but oh. the foolishness of fools is folly. Riches, huh? So we riches. don't have to use the word wealth. Well, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I mean, I think that's self-explanatory. I just think that God wants us to live an abundant life, and whatever that looks like for somebody. Uh, or maybe if you, here's the thing, God will give you the <laughs> desires of your heart, right? So with me here. I have this parable like Aww. sitting here Go ahead, from Jesus. It's from, from Jesus Luke himself. chapter 12. He said, he told them this parable saying, the land of the rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no place to store my crops? 
Then he said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods later for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your soul is required of you, and now who will own what you have prepared? So is the man who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. See, here's the thing, and I want to go against what you, not, you want to go like against are, the Bible? Not, is that what you're saying? Don't do me like that. It says <laughs> the crown of the wise. And I feel like even when you read the commentary for Proverbs 14, 24, it says that you are here to give, to be of acts, to be of use for God. And what Jesus is saying here is that while you're building up all these riches for yourself, what are you doing for God? And that's the thing too. But even when I read the commentary of it, it wasn't in the sense of saying, well, oh, I'm going to just keep my riches to myself. That's not the purpose of it. You're supposed to be giving with an open hand. So maybe God has made you rich so you can give to others. Is that, why you wanna, is that why you want to be rich? To I don't want to. Oh, that's a strong word. I don't want to be rich. Okay, guys. Is that I don't why have you want to be, to be in the place of should have because. Do you want to be in that place because you want to go on the trip to San Francisco or do you or you want to be in that place so you can help others with your riches? I want to be wealthy so that I can give back to others. Honestly, that's my genuine goal in life is to be a philanthropist. But I have to get the money first to be. A no, you oh, don't. Oh, here we go. No, I'm we had this person. conversation. Turn back around. <laughs> Turn back around so I can see you. <laughs> you don't have to be rich to give to people. Yes, you don't. Okay, fine. I have never met anybody who wasn't recognized or highly sought after or highly favored that didn't have a lot of money. So, I'll take that. You haven't? Who do you know? Okay, no, we're not gonna go back to scripture. I was about to say, and say uh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> well, I know you were gonna say Jesus. We're talking hey, about Wait a minute. Y'all ain't gonna make me look unsaved on the show, okay? <laughs> I'm not dealing with y'all. Gandhi, I don't know. <laughs> no, for real. You're telling Gandhi. me you you've telling me you're no you've never met someone who is not rich, not famous, doesn't have any uh material accolades that you're like not like, wow, that person is extremely wise. That person no, is so beneficial. Not- that person is has has touched my heart in such a way. I'm going to bless their life. See? Blessings come to them. Okay. Wow, some so, of the best people I know have not been rich. Since we started a church last week, we're going to start a charity this week. Uh-huh. We're going to, since, since. Can I be in charge? You are already in charge. Yay. Since she wants to be a philanthropist in I her life. I am going to be a philanthropist. And she, no, no you are, you doggone right I you're going to be. I am a philanthropist. And so what I am going to assign you to do this week. Go ahead, Apostle. I'm going to assign you <laughs> to Gather a hundred dollars. I need that hundred dollars. No, not gather. for you. This ain't for you. This ain't your riches. I'm gonna sign to you mm-hmm. to gather a hundred dollars that we can then bless some in some way. Bless a family. Bless a a person. Bless a an organization, a charity, a teacher, whoever. Absolutely. So if anybody's listening and you want to donate a hundred dollars so we can bless a charity, this is what I want you to do so that you can help Tina to actually achieve her goal. If you want to donate to our cause, I want you to cash app dollar sign fellowship 407. So cash app fellowship 407. Fellowship Fellowship is spelled like fellowship. Don't be doing people like that. (laughs) F-E-L-L-O-W-S-H-I-P. I'm totally going to edit that. We don't assume that our audience (laughs) is dumb. We assume they're smart, okay? (laughs) But I want you to cash app fellowship 407, and we're going to try to collect as much money as we can. But Tina's assignment is to collect $100 that we can bless somebody with in the next week. Don't be like, don't message me on Thursday talking about, I'm not going to make it to the show this week. (laughs) I don't know if something (laughs) came up. No, I don't want to hear that. I can't even speak. (laughs) (laughs) And so Fellowship 407 is the cash app name if you want to donate. 
And then we're going to, so your assignment is going to be to collect $100, Mm -hmm. and then your assignment is going to be to find the place that we're going to distribute this money. Absolutely. What is the the cause that we're going to go after to distribute this money? And so that's going to be your assignment. You are now what you should have been by now, which is a philanthropist. Go ahead. I receive all of that. See, she claims she want to be a philanthropist, didn't want to put in the work. Well, that is not the truth. <laughs> not only that, but when we first started, she said, I need the $100. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait that? a minute, I'm in so need. So is it really Jesus. about the wealth, really about her wanting to be a philanthropist? Or is it, I'm telling well, you. I mean, about that trip. That. Oh, uh-huh. let's dig into that. That trip to San Francisco. Wait, I like to live a comfortable life. I'm just saying. But Okay, Joel Osteen. <laughs> God knows my heart. But I still want a gift. It's like, I work in a nonprofit now. And I love. <laughs> yeah, he did. He so did. He, did he gave you the. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, guys, in all in all honesty, make sure you're checking on your actual self versus your ideal self, and make sure you're checking your motivations on why you're looking to achieve the things that you want to achieve. Because at the end of the day, and we're gonna talk to Tina about this when we get off the air. We're gonna make sure that her motives are proper. For Y'all, her wanting to be look, a philanthropist. Because we got to also right make place. sure, Mike, that it's not because she wants to be the one seen as giving out all the money to all the people. Uh, I, I don't put my so mind she, when I give. And okay. so that she can have her crown and What's wear it and her robe and stuff of many colors. Jesus is going to give me a crown. Okay. I don't need y'all to see my crown. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Make sure you check it on your actual self, your ideal self. Please, with all good and holy, don't live in the land of should have. Go leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That is Moment of Clarity with Stefan G. Go leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. Check us out on Instagram, instagram.com at Radio. And please, leave the review. Leave a Come rating. Come on, y'all. Give us five stars. And give us five stars on Facebook, too. Go out and give us five stars everywhere. Okay. We deserve it, right? That's what it is. We uh, deserve you, it. You better stop living that land of <laughs> fucking honey. Moment of clarity, Stefan G. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>